1: listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
3: It's a time for a podcast. Oh,
1: that was unexpected.
3: Yeah, that wasn't very good either, but (laughs) hey, can you guess what what that was what
1: accent that was <laughs> um that's not the way i really sound oh my gosh i'm gonna maybe i'll guess uh, you know what i do know italian that it was italian it was and sorry in
3: advance to any any italian listeners um we're, we're just having fun here it's another great day at high speed stuff we've got some pretty cool things to talk about scott correct me if i'm wrong but there are a lot of there are a lot of uh
1: very interesting uh, Italian car manufacturers, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. a lot of supercar makers are Italian. Now, in addition to that, there are just some, um, I guess, more pedestrian versions of cars. You know, the mm. Fiat, and mm-hmm. you know, just it, it doesn't have to be supercars, but you know, that just happens to be where several of them come from. Yes.
3: Oh, yeah, that, uh, and those have a great reputation. So, how far back would you say uh, Italians go with cars? Um, I would say way, way, way back. You mean like the 1900s? Uh, no. Uh, earlier? Later? Earlier. Earlier? Mm-hmm.
1: 18-somethings? Uh, 18, eight, 18 A lot earlier. Which you're going to be shocked by because, well, we know the first car was sometime in the late 1800s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Around actually 1885.
3: All right. Consider me interested. Listeners, you can't see this, but this
1: is my interested face. <laughs> So, That's, that is interesting, yeah. It actually dates all the way back, and you're going to hold on to your socks, Ben. Where are they? Hang on. Okay. 1478. 1478? 1478. Now, if you're going to say, well, cars weren't around 500 years ago, right?
3: Well, let me get to my line. Hold on. Cars weren't around for, <laughs> until
1: 500 years ago, right? <laughs> I was guessing, yeah. Uh, the, the, well, the thing is, it was just a sketch. It really wasn't um It wasn't ever produced. It wasn't built but uh, there was one man, Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci, who sketched a very primitive version of an automobile. Leonardo da Vinci sketched the automobile, a version of the well, automobile. Well, a version of. It's not really what we think of as a modern automobile, but, um, well, you know what? In a way, I guess it is. It, it, it kind of is. It's more of a self-propelled cart, really. But mm-hmm. um, you got to remember that in 1478, this had never been done before. This was uh, this was all new. So um, up until that point, vehicles were all powered by, you know, by animals or by people. I guess you know people mm-hmm. pushing vehicles, um, or gravity. I guess would do it as well. Right. But uh, this was a self-propelled cart that he designed, and uh, you know, it just sketched it. It was never, like I said, never built okay. in his in his time. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about that later, but. Um, Never built in his time, but it was proven to function. Crazy, because he
3: built it. Well, excuse me, if I'm correct, he uh, sketched quite a few things that were never
1: built in his time. He did. He's now. I mean, I guess maybe we should talk about who he was, really. Oh yeah. You know, what yeah. he what he's responsible for, or you know, what he's capable of, or what he was mm-hmm. capable of. Um, he has a long list of, of uh, professions. I guess he was a mm-hmm. jack of all trades, a Renaissance An man. Renaissance man. A Renaissance man. Yeah. You knew I was getting to it, right? Um, Anyways, he's he's always like way way ahead of his time with everything that he did. But um, being re- when we're saying Renaissance man, what we mean is that he's kind of he, he did everything. He had and
3: multiple interests and areas of expertise. That's
1: right. He was. I'm just going to go down the list here. He yeah. was a he was a scientist, an inventor, an artist, a sculptor. He was an astru- um, an anatomy expert. He was an engineer and an architect. And I think he did things like you know fish tank repair and a little bit of plumbing on the side. Yeah. And he was yeah. also a, no, and kidding. now, he now no, he's he in.
3: Now he's in the movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now but he did. You know some of his famous paintings. He he um he did the Mona Lisa, the Last Supper. Sure. Um, he sketched the Vitruvian Man, which was you know the mm. the anatomy of man, really. I mean, on perfect. the cover of was... every anatomical textbook. Correct. Yeah. See, I mean, you are familiar with it, yeah. but um, remarkable person. Really. Sure. He did a lot of things, and uh, among those was uh, the sketch of the car. That's
3: so crazy. I mean.
1: Does this does this guy not
3: already have enough? You know what I mean. <laughs> he
1: needed to add to his resume. I guess. My gosh, Da Vinci! But, can we have one thing? You know, there's a, there's actually a whole list of things that maybe we'll read later. That uh, you know, inventions that were again far ahead of his time. That you know, mm. either were proven to work or not work. But you know, at least he had the uh, the thought. And again, this is you know, 500 years ahead of his yeah. time. So well, we can we can run down a couple of those. If yeah you want, just put okay. it in perspective, well, just so you know what he was up to I mean he yeah. sketched he sketched all of these he sketched the para- the parachute, yep yeah. the tank mm-hmm. steam engine, um the airplane submarine helicopter, which he called the aerial screw, i believe uh-huh. um oh know, and d- that's that's named for the uh type of
3: type of propeller it had on the top it, oh okay, yeah, not you know he wasn't making
1: some sort of lewd joke. <laughs> I'll buy that. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, so he also came up with the idea for the odometer, um, which, you know what, just going off my memory, I don't have a note about this sure. or anything, but this was some sort of uh, a wheel system with, with gears and holes, and it required the person to drop a pebble through holes that would line up at certain points, and then you would count the number of pebbles to determine how far you had traveled. so, so crazy. Really? <laughs> it's very primitive, of course, yeah. but, um, you know, that's the early odometer design. Wow. And he uh, also came up with a uh, canal dredger, which was important at the time, you know, because sure. you needed a way to travel in, via water, um, and the paddle boat. That's another one of his designs. The paddle boat? The paddle boat, yeah. Wow. Up until that point, I guess everybody had been going with the current. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, this is a way to uh, to fight upstream, I guess. So this guy is
3: really—it's no exaggeration when we say he's ahead of his time. When you consider this is a man in 15th century uh, Europe who is thinking of things that
1: mainstream science wasn't even really messing with till much, much later. Oh, it was a long time later, and um, I mean, just think about 500 years. Prior to the first automobile, that's a long, long time. And I know we keep calling it automobile, and it's sort of yeah, is, sort of isn't. Yeah. But, but the thought behind it—that you know something can move on its own without mm-hmm. a human pushing it, without an animal pulling it—that's um, pretty remarkable, I think.
0: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet, and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash
4: Get emotional with me, Rathi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry.
3: Yeah, and when we when we say that it's a sketch, you know, it's easy to say, well, I could draw that. Somebody mm-hmm. uh, sometime before him surely drew something like that. But this, when we say this is a sketch, uh, this, this isn't just, you know, an
1: artistic depiction. This is a really detailed version, right? Correct, yeah. And you know what, as a matter of fact, it... It's detailed. It did have one area that was kind of a mystery, though, and that's mm-hmm. actually the holdup of why it wasn't um, wasn't wasn't built until um, it was after 2000. I'll tell you that right now. It was in um, it was built in 2004. Hold on. Oh, yeah. They really built it. Yeah, it's really been built. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to let the cat out of the bag there, but uh, we'll, I guess maybe we'll get back to that in just a moment. But <laughs> there's, there was a <laughs> <laughs> that cat is long Surprise. gone, my friend. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> now, um. It was built, but it, there was a there was an area that was hidden, and it was in, in the sketch, and it was it was enclosed, and for the longest time they thought it was a leaf spring design that was hidden within this box. Mm-hmm. What it really was was a coil spring, and that is what stored the energy to allow this thing to move. So, um, just by figuring out that that was a coil spring that's supposed to be within that box, that's what led to this thing being able to be produced. Now here's
3: the big question. Mm-hmm. So okay, they built it. Yeah, sorry about that. No, no, we've got one more cat in this bag. <laughs> yeah. What happened after they built it? You know, did it did it work? Did it
1: not work? It actually did work. It truly did work. But now they were they were actually afraid that it was going to have too much power, too much stored energy when they release this thing because it was pretty big and I, I don't really have the exact measurements here, but it was it was a decent size, but what they did was they built a, I think it was a one-third scale model um, okay. just just to make sure that it wasn't going to be too dangerous uh, once they released the, the pressure on this thing. It wasn't just going to either destroy itself or just mm-hmm. take off because it was a pretty substantial vehicle, heavy and so they built the scale model. The scale model worked and of course then the, uh, the real model worked and they found out that the sketch has the idea for uh, a real primitive version of programmable steering. So this this cart that's now self-propelled, the, the design, remember, mm-hmm. 500 years ago, has programmable steering, which I, I find that remarkable. Well, break that down real quick. Programmable steering, what exactly do we mean? Well, it's it's pretty simple that it, all it means is that it can travel a certain distance and then turn. And I don't know if it can make multiple turns or just one turn, but... Um, According to the notes, it can only turn one direction. It can only make right hand turns, but still, we're talking about, again, 500 years ago, someone thinking that far ahead. And it's, it's accomplished by, uh, just using wooden blocks, um, and allowing the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the vehicle to travel a certain predetermined distance and then turn. So it's, it's, you can calculate exactly how far it goes before it turns. But it, again, it can only turn right.
3: That's nuts. I guess that's why it didn't get built, you know, because it's useless in a
1: race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, when you have to turn left all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, we turn left here in the States, Sid, but um, we oh yeah, yeah. That's I'm sure that's <laughs> NASCAR, what he was worried right? about when he was designing it. Yeah, I'm it. sure he was thinking of NASCAR. He was thinking centuries ahead into the future. Yeah, I'm positive of that. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, he was it, it was it's pretty remarkable. This mm-hmm. thing it's it's currently on display. It's I think it's at the I'm gonna read here, the Institute and Museum of the History of Science. And it's in Florence, Italy. And, you know, that's the group that built it, of course. They were, uh, again, it was in 2004, so you're talking 500-plus years before this thing was actually uh, put together. Man, I would love to see that thing. I really would, too. I've seen photos of it. It's mm. It's... I, I don't know if I should even say it's impressive or not. I don't know if it is. It just looks like a cart. It looks like a wagon. But Mm. um, just the idea that this thing can move itself and and the time frame in which it was designed, that's the most impressive part. And it's a three-wheeler, Ben. It's a three-wheeler. I forgot to mention this part. Yeah, it's a three-wheeler. We had talked about three-wheelers in the past. It's a three-wheeler. Oh no! What if he's ahead of our time too? <laughs> what if we're
3: just another part of this uh, this space between Da Vinci and the modern age?
1: <laughs> yes, I mean that's pretty remarkable. I guess. Yeah. It, um, I don't know. It's because it, we, we talked about three-wheelers in the past, mm-hmm. and that's actually a pretty good design. So um, again, yeah, another another move. He is my pick for yeah. uh, someone
3: to to survive a shipwreck with you know he would get us off the island i think he would yeah yeah um i guess i'd be gilligan though but i'll live with that
0: if you use paper you're a human but if you choose paper you're a paper someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day seriously it's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash paper-tarian. Get emotional
4: with me, Ravi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry.
3: So uh, since we're talking about racing, I guess before we, before we wrap this up, we got a pretty good, uh, we got a pretty good uh, listener mail today, didn't we? Yes, we did.
1: Uh, we got a listener mail from Gary, and Gary lives in Ireland. And Gary said that he listens regularly, and he caught the bit about pit stops. And he was watching the British Formula One Grand Prix, and they had a little section about how the pit stops work. And we just talked about them, so you know, this yeah. piqued his interest. Um, he said he actually gave us a link to a, um, a video on YouTube uh, which shows 26 people in an F1 pit stop crew. And shows them actually doing it. Yeah, huh? you've watched this. Now, I, yeah. I, I have just, you know, I haven't, I haven't looked at it yet. I'm going to as soon as we leave here because... Mm-hmm. I love Formula One, and uh, I think this sounds right up my alley.
3: It's super impressive. Uh, Mm -hmm. Gary uh, sent an awesome video in, uh, so thank you, Gary, because those guys are not playing around. Now, remember, at first, I was a little bit skeptical about having 20-plus people. Fixing a car in that short amount of time, mm-hmm. man, they are not
1: playing around. Yeah, because what what kind of uh, time were we talking? It was like seven seconds or something. Yeah, wasn't it's it? like
3: a it is like a machine. Mm-hmm. It's it's like seriously an assembly line that happens to be using people as parts. Yeah, it's
1: pretty awesome. I, yeah. I was I was, every time I watch mm-hmm. F one, I'm blown away by the precision that those guys exhibit. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I, I'm inter- I'm really interested in watching this video today. Um, I think it's going to be worthwhile. So thank you, Gary. I appreciate it. And, um, well, I think that's about all I have about yeah, that. Yeah, so. and
3: uh, so, again, thanks to Gary and thanks to all of our listeners out there and everybody who's writing in. We sure do love listener mail. If you have an idea for an upcoming uh, podcast or if you have any suggestions for us, please do send us a line at highspeedstuff at com.
2: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new High Speed Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage.
3: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes.